Testing one, two, three. This is Barry Zalma, Zalma on insurance. I'm an attorney who has retired from the practice of law and now spend my time as an insurance claims consultant, an expert witness, an author, and producer of these videos. Today I'd like to continue with other construction defects that can bring about claims and lawsuits that are important to everyone in the business of insurance that must defend their insureds who are sued for construction defects or who need insurance to protect them against claims of construction defects. Additional defects from those discussed in previous videos include Flashing defects. Flashing failures typically are related to 1. Improper design, 2. Detailing, 3. Material selection, or 4. Improper installation. Wall flashing that does not extend beyond the exterior face of walls will be defective because water will drain back under the flashing and into the wall or wall cavity. Flashing that is not properly sloped and positioned will impede water drainage. Any penetrations in flashings should be sealed to prevent water leak. Flashing defects can be related to material that are as follows. 1. Incompatible with adjacent construction. 2 not durable, three, not puncture resistant, and or four, inflexible. Other defects include defects in joints. Joint defects in building facades and paving are generally related to sealant failures. Joints are protected against water penetration and air infiltration by use of sealant or mortar. Many types of sealings are used, including silicones, polyurethanes, and polysulfides, as well as acrylic, latex, and butyl-based sealants. Common sealant failures involve the following. Loss of bond to the substrate. Separations within the sealant loss of flexibility, and or aging and weathering. Sealant that is installed or cured during inappropriate weather conditions will be defective or become defective. Joint surfaces should be dry and frost-free, and installation during excessive heat or cold should be avoided. Then there are balcony or deck defects that often result in lawsuits from homeowners and from owners of condominiums with balconies or decks. Balcony and deck failures can include, but are not limited to, 1. Improper flashing. 2. Improper threshold transfer from deck to sliding glass door or front door. 
three improper deck to wall transition, four improper drainage or slope to the drain, with many decks sloping into the house instead of away from the dwelling, five improper deck finishings or coatings, and six improper installation of deck scupper drains. Possible damage expected because of balcony or deck failures include dry rot, deck structural fa failure, interior leaks, stucco staining and cracking, wood-destroying organisms such as termites and surface cracks or checking. When we deal with the basic structure of a dwelling, Many lawsuits allege that there were defects in the soil or the grading of the dwelling's substrate on which the dwelling was built. Soil movement can cause extreme damage to a structure, including cracking and heaving of slabs and hardscape. It can also cause separations of drywall and stucco, or the complete destruction of the structure. Damage can be caused by a major event like a landslide or by, by very slow processes called lateral fill extension or slope creep. Damage can also result from expansive soils or from excessive settlement. Most modern policies of insurance exclude losses due to earth movement. Without such coverage, the owner will be uninsured and be compelled to fund the repair or write off the loss of the property if it suffers damage due to earth movement. As a result, inspection and engineering studies are essential before property is purchased that could incur damage if the soil moves. For example, several years ago, in the city of Malibu, a hillside had been uh, the cause of a landslide in the past because water would seep into the uh, facilities and into the land on which the homes were built. This was the Big Rock Mesa area of Malibu, and the homeowners and developers had resolved the problem by inserting pumps to pump the water out of the ground and keep the land stable. But uh, they stopped paying for the pumping, and water got into the system, and Big Rock Mesa started a slow creep towards the ocean. Homes on the hillside were severely damaged with people, homeowners, claiming they could see the sky through their living room ceilings because the home had moved part away from the, the land and the other part, it states, sable. Multiple thousands, hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars of lawsuits were filed as a result of the Big Rock Mesa claim, 
And many insurers paid, and many did not, because landslide and earth movement was excluded. But the negligence of the Homeowners Association in stopping uh, draining the water out of the mesa gave some people coverage under the concurrent cause doctrine. Most developments are graded before construction is begun. Soil can be removed, that is cut, or added, fill, at the time of grading. Correct compaction of the soil at the directions of a competent geotechnical engineer during the grading phase is critical, as is the structural engineering design to deal with soil conditions. Soil problems include improper grading, inadequate compaction, inadequate foundation design for highly expansive soils, inadequate site drainage, as in Big Rock Mesa, inadequate area and retaining wall drains, and inadequate setback or depth of pilasters, which are deeply sunk into bedrock beams of concrete and steel to keep the house stable. It is imperative, therefore, that when property has been graded before construction, that the grading is designed by a licensed geotechnical engineer after completing studies of the soil and bedrock below the soil. Further, a structural engineer would work with the geotechnical engineer to design structures that will perform adequately under the conditions of the soils. For example, in Widows versus State Farm, a 2006 decision of the Florida Court of Appeal, an earth movement exclusion was found to not apply because the insurer failed to prove all causes were excluded. Although there was earth movement involved, it was the duty of the insurer to prove the earth movement was the efficient proximate cause of the loss. Then there is the defects that are claimed from the installation of Chinese manufactured drywall in the last 10 or 20 years. American construction companies use millions of pounds of Chinese-made drywall because it was abundant and cheap. That decision is causing serious concern to builders, developers, insurers, and hundreds of homeowners and apartment dwellers who believe that the wallboard gives off fumes that could corrode copper pipes, blacken jewelry and silverware, and possibly make people sick. The drywall may have been used in more than 100,000 homes, according to some estimates, including homes rebuilt after Hurricane Katrina. The drywall apparently causes a chemical reaction that gives off a rotten egg stench, sulfur dioxide, which grows worse with heat and humidity, something there's a lot of in Florida. 
Dozens of homeowners in the southeast have sued builders, suppliers, and manufacturers, claiming the very walls around them are emitting smelly sulfur compounds that are poisoning their families and rendering their homes uninhabitable. Builders have filed their own lawsuits against suppliers and manufacturers, claiming they unknowingly used the bad building materials. According to reports by the news, including the Associated Press, the Chinese Ministries of Con Commerce, Construction, and Industry and the Administration of Quality Supervision, Inspection, and Quarantine did not respond to repeated requests for comment. Chinese news reports have said that the AQSIQ, which enforces product quality standards, was investigating the complaints, but people in the agency's press office said they could not confirm that. In other words, if you're dealing with Chinese products, good luck. Meanwhile, governors in Louisiana and Florida are asking for federal assistance, and experts say the problem is only now beginning to surface. Most of it came to the country in 2006 following a series of Gulf Coast hurricanes and a domestic shortage brought on by national housing boom. Experts and advocates say many homes may have been built with a mixture of Chinese and domestic drywall, potentially raising the number of affected homes. Outside of the South, it's harder to pinpoint the number of affected homes, and in drier climates such as California, Arizona, and Nevada, it may be years before homeowners begin to see and smell what may be lurking inside their walls. Scientists hope to understand the problem by studying the chemicals in the board. Drywall consists of wide, flat boards used to cover walls. It is often made from gypsum, a common mineral, that can be mined or manufactured from the byproducts of coal-fired power plants. The Consumer Product Safety Commission has dispatched teams of toxicologists, electrical engineers, and other experts to Florida to study the phenomenon. The Commission is also working with the Environmental Protection Agency and the Centers for Disease Control. Lawsuits alleging property damage and health impact have so far targeted the manufacturer, Knopf Gips, a German company, with Chinese operations known as Knopf Tianjin. Plaintiffs are mostly homeowners although construction and supply companies have sought indemnification in at least two cases, adding that many of the cases have been brought as class actions. One action has been brought by home, home builder Lennar, which voluntarily began repairing homes that have defective drywall. Lennar filed suit in the 11th Judicial Circuit Court of Florida against Knopf and six Florida suppliers and a dozen drywall installers. New businesses are sprouting up to screen and inspect homes for the presence of Chinese drywall and to remediate damages. These new businesses could become underwriting opportunity 
for specialty insurers. This video was adapted from my book, Construction Defect and Insurance, Volume 2, which is available from Amazon.com as both a Kindle book and as a paperback, and is Volume 2 of an eight-volume set on construction defects and insurance. If you found this video to be of use to you and your colleagues, please refer it on. It's free. And please subscribe to my YouTube channel, my Rumble channel, and my blog so that you can be informed of new videos and new blog postings. Thank you for your attention.